Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox. The Chiefs took on the charges at Arrowhead LA in the gorgeous sunshine. And as the day went on, it was clear that someone or something was shining down on the Chiefs as they beat their AFC West rivals 38-28 in what can only be described as a gift that just kept on giving by the Chargers receivers. To help me analyse this game in more detail, we have the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo himself, Tom Childs. How are you doing, buddy? I love the intro. We beat <laughs> AFC West rivals, but really it should have been we beat the AFC West favourites. Yeah, favourites. <laughs> Do we have to underline favourites? Yeah, because that's what they were, remember? They were the favourites going into this game. They were the favourites for the AFC West. They were the favourites of all the AFC West teams to make a Super Bowl run. They were the favouritest team of all the favourite NFL media and all the favourite international media. They were the favourites. Well, the same thing happened last year, didn't it, when I, I always remember that screenshot where it's it's you know these NFL pundits and they've all got Patriots badges underneath the names and that nobody gives us a cat and L chance and it seemed like that in this game as well didn't it it was like now nah, nobody's you know uh, the Chiefs have got uh, a new quarterback uh, forget that the the fact that they've got like probably one of the most high octane offense in this division at the moment and nobody gives a cat and hell's chance no, and I don't they... understand it why do they not give us a cat and hell's chance. I'm not being funny, right? An Andy Reid Andy Reed coach team against the Chargers, you could have sent out 11 nobodies and Andy Reid will always have the Chargers by the balls. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. just does. He owns the Chargers. He owns the AFC West. Well, he's now, what, 17-2 and two in the last 19 games against the West? That's crazy, isn't it? One of them was a freak loss to the, um, to the Raiders last year. And I can't even remember when the other one was, if I'm being honest. It might have been the Red Thursday game. I think yeah. it might go back as far as then. Um, when, again, was another freak loss when Jamal Charles fumbled. So you're outside of two plays, there's potential here that Andy Reid could have been like, this could be his fourth season of going unbeaten yeah. against the AFC West. I just I just don't get it. I don't it, get it. I, I'm currently Googling. But whilst you, you have your little spill, <laughs> I'm, I'm currently Googling when the last time the Chargers beat us was. And I think apparently... It was in December 2013. It was the last game of the season. I think it was a Chase Daniel game. I think yeah. he might have played. So that was the 29th of December 2013. Should we find out what happened on December 29th, 2013? Yeah, go on then. Let's have a look. Or, or can you tell me what you were doing on December 29th, 2013? Uh, I was I was probably most likely watching the game. Because, <laughs> 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 yeah, because yeah, my era kind of started in... Uh, 2012 so yeah so 2013 I probably I'll, I'll have found it somehow somewhere well, I remember that it 
was it Chase Daniel Ball? I, I know for a fact that we had a backup quarterback in that game, and it, um, it might, I don't think it was Chase Daniel back then. But anyways, that's um, irrelevant. But we had Ryan Suckup kicking a field goal that apparently they lined up illegally. I think it, that was that game. Yeah. So they were lucky to get that. Let's have a look. Um, any any famous deaths on that day? Because you know this is a morbid type of podcast. Um, <laughs> Let's start morbidly. Yeah. Right. Apparently, Wojciech Killer. A Polish classical and film music composer died on December the 29th, 2013. Really? Yeah. Oh, I know him well. Not a lot else happened on that day. I'm not going to lie. Wikipedia has let me down. I was expecting something interesting. But I was also expecting to be in under the Wikipedia page 2013, the last time the Chargers managed to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So if someone wants to go onto Wikipedia and make that addition, because you can... Yeah. Feel free to, and if you do, screenshot it, tweet us it, and then we'll put you in the Arrowheads Award Hall of Fame. <laughs> Hall of Fame? I didn't, I didn't know we had one. We didn't 10 seconds ago. Oh, right, okay. We we kind of just magic magic did it up. Yeah. yeah, speaking of magic now, I want to bring a hashtag, my home moments now. A home moments? My, yeah, because my homes is going to have so many moments. So whenever <laughs> You're going to be able special, to keep up? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Whenever he does anything <laughs> special, it's a hashtag, my homes moment, and I just yeah. want to keep that going. I'm going to keep that going throughout this season, throughout the next season, throughout the next 15 seasons and the next 10 Super Bowls. Hello, is that Dave Barnett that's just joined us on this podcast? Oh, he has. <laughs> yeah, Hi. he's here. How are you doing? Uh, I'm ill. You're ill? Yeah, I'm ill. I've been off work today. So, so you, are we having a cameo appearance? Is that what it is? A brief cameo, yeah. Brief cameo. You're not going to like give us a lurgy over the, over the wires, are you? I don't think that's possible, but is we'll find out. <laughs> well we are recording at this moment in time I was just talking about how the Chargers haven't beat the, the Chiefs since December 29th 2013 which seems like an awfully long time ago what were you Nine doing attempts. back then? Mm. Well, um, what in December your, 20, 2013? what finishing your GCSEs? Like, what, what were you up to back then? I kind of not that young jeez I <laughs> wish uh, probably bartending back then to be perfectly honest and I would have been working over Christmas so yeah fun stuff just getting out of nappies basically <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm 29 not <laughs> 9 <Jesus. laughs> how, are you, how are you doing anyway yeah you, well, s- you said you well, were ill yeah I'm ill yeah Why? yeah I don't know just it, you know just wondering what, what it was whether it was a hangover from last night maybe <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no a bit of a bit of a cold mate ah so oh, that's a nonsense. shame yeah, I know. I'm going on holiday next week as well. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So have you, have, you, have you booked time in with the boss? A K A Tom Childs. This is the first time I've heard about this holiday. <laughs> when were you here, tell me, Dave? <laughs> Was I I'm sure get... I would have mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> would have been a case of you not turning up, and all of a sudden I would have got the international dialing tone, and I'd be like, "Wait a sec, he's not even in the country." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most importantly, right? We need to know this. We need, really need to know this. Okay. In the last, in the last podcast, you were playing the Steelers. Hmm. In on Madden, while the yeah. Pringles. Did you win? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You won. Yeah. Cool. Nice one. What was the score? Do you know? Do you remember? I can't remember. <laughs> you just won. You just take yeah, the. You just take the W and run. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and if well, they still else... had Le'Veon Bell in that that version so. yeah. 
I feel like everyone's getting an insight to what we talk about before we start recording on the podcast. Because normally, when before we record, we're meant to plan the show, but in genuinely, generally, we just sit here and take the mic out of Dave or Brad or myself for thirty minutes. Dave, what is going on in the background in your room? What do you mean? It sounds like you might be like on a nebulizer or something like that or you I don't know you're talking to a machine yeah are you that ill are you dying <laughs> not that I'm aware of no. <laughs> uh, it might be my my PS4 I've, I've switched things around in my room so I've now got um, because i got my new PC it's on the same desk as my uh, PS4 and I've been playing Spider-Man so that's probably uh, oh Spider-Man is so good yeah it's really really it's good it's such yeah. a good game anyway sorry yeah, it's a Chiefs podcast sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah it's probably my PS4 running at fans running at a million miles an hour just to keep it cool <laughs> alright well, are you going to join us for a bit longer or are you going to you're going to be heading off mate I stick around for a you stick around minutes, for a bit yeah. yeah we'll stick around for a bit well let's let's crack on with it because we were talking about the game, but the big take from this game that I think is the Chargers' inability to actually catch a ball because they must have dropped like five important passes, maybe six. I started losing count. And three of those were sure touchdowns. If they caught them, they were sure to be touchdowns because they'd already burned the runners, didn't they? Um, if I was Philip, Philip Rivers, I'd have been kicking off in the locker room. Yeah, it's safe to say that Philip Rivers did have a good game. I didn't want to talk about the Chargers too much because there's been plenty of talk about them yeah. in the last few months. But yeah, they did leave points on the field. But at the same time, have they had they scored those points? Would I mean the Chiefs would have had a more of an opportunity to score points themselves? I'm not one of these guys that can turn around and say, "Oh, if they made those three catches that they dropped." when they shouldn't have the, yeah. the Chiefs wouldn't have been able to pull out the win because I think they would I think that the offence had the Chargers number pretty much all, all game and they managed to keep them at arm's length so I I, I do see why, where, do see where people are coming from on the whole oh, drop passes cost the Chargers but at the same time I feel like the Chiefs did enough to win the game regardless of the drop passes you think they did enough <laughs> they did more than enough, mate. Yeah. They did more than enough. Um, let's talk about my favourite topic at the moment. And it's the first time in one of our podcasts that I've been able to react to a Patrick Mahomes game. Mm. And he was he looked like a veteran. That's the that's the only thing I can pick out of this at the minute, that he looked like a veteran. He looks like he'd always been there. What type of veteran are we talking? Are we talking Aaron Rodgers veteran or are we talking Ryan Tannehill veteran? Ah, well, I don't know. I, I, this morning in time, I would say he, he he looked like a veteran who was steady like Alex Smith. Oh, who also had a good game yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, very good game. Yeah. Redskins so, uh, demolished. He just clubs. looked just just looked steady, looked calm, composed, commanding presence in the pocket. He just he just sprayed balls around like it was just he was just having fun. Yeah, before we go on to Mahomes, just because we touched on it there a second, are we going to make like the Redskins like our second team? Because no. Alex Smith is no, there? no, no, I don't like the Redskins. So. <laughs> I hate Dan That's Snyder, that done. So. Forget about that. Yeah. Oh, I thought it could be like the team of the Arrowheads of Ball podcast. Maybe we should have a second team so that all three of us can get behind and we'd be like, oh, it a second too bad. team. You know, like just in case, you know, the Chiefs have an early exit from 
regular season, guy? not making the playoffs. Brad, who is, this guy? is he saying these words? No, not like a proper second team, just like a team we can just well, like a vote, Brighton. Vote to remove Tom <laughs> as the leader of our heads abroad. <laughs> Well, that's been shot down straight away. It has been shot down. We're not doing it. Second team. Who has a second team? Uh, Well, apparently an Arsenal slash Brighton fan has a second team. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would question that, mate. Well, I'm going to get behind Alex Smith and the Redskins. And the only way I won't get behind them is if we play them in the Super Bowl, which we know is not going to happen. So, yeah, I'm I'm all in on the Alex Smith thing in Washington this year. Okay. Really? And if you guys don't want to join me, that's fine. You're bitter. You just can't let it go of Alex hey, Smith. Hey, Alex Smith can have as good fine. a season as he wants. I just don't like the Redskins because Dan tonight is an idiot. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah, as a fact for you. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's taken over the idiot owner mantle from um, Al Davis. Yeah. He's, he gets run close by Jerry Jones, but I think he's probably just in the lead, I would say. Would you? Another fact there from Dave Barnett. Very nice. Nice job. You're back, mate. It's good, that. Mahomes. Mahomes. Yes. Pretty good, isn't he? Yeah. There's not enough superlatives you can use for him yesterday. Um, He was above and beyond our expectations. He, he, from the very first play, he looked comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is how a quarterback situation should be handled for any team drafting one. We are probably the most one of the most fortunate teams because we had a good veteran there for him to learn from. But you can tell that everything that he's had thrown at him, he just put together, and he, he, you just didn't expect him to go for two fifty and four touchdowns and no picks. And, and if we're being honest, the Chargers really didn't scare him at all. Every no. time they threw something at him, pass rush or different type of coverages. He seemed to deal with it, and if anyone that can throw thirty-six yard pass to a fullback on a wheel real route, it really has my has my vote. He really does. He was phenomenal, Pat Mahomes, and we couldn't wish for a better debut. I think yeah. it helps coming into the situation he's come into, though, as well. As much as you talk about giving him a year and letting him learn, the fact that he's got Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, Spencer Ware. As he showed, looks like he's back to pre-injury form after mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. So yeah. having all those offensive weapons certainly helps. You know, it's not like a, you know, some of the guys like you can you imagine Josh Allen, you know, in Buffalo. Who's he got to throw to? Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? A mm. broken Benjamin, and that's that's it. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? So he's obviously in a much better situation. Outside of the fact that he's had a year to sit and learn, he's also coming into a bit much better situation from a team perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the man of the hour as well, which is uh, Tyreek Hill. He's he's really built up a good chemistry with Patrick Mahomes at the moment. Um, it just seems like they were both on the same page, or Mahomes was always just a little bit ahead of him every time. You know, he was he was making plays. He knew where Tyreek Hill was. It, it, it felt like in that in that game where, Pat, as soon as Patrick Mahomes threw something, you knew it was going to be completed. I think that's how it felt. You felt so confident in the way he was running in this offense, and Tyreek Hill was just gobbling it all up. You see, I think the thing with Hill is it's just his his speed, like just that first. I say the first offensive touchdown. The safety just takes a bad angle because, like, and I know it sounds weird, but he just underestimates Hill's speed. 
Yeah. Like that that's all it was. The safety was there in the middle of the field to make a play and Hill just just beats him oh, purely yeah. on speed. That's all it is. And he came to meet him, didn't he? And Hill yeah, kind of bent his run around him. I say, he's just too fast. Um, I'm saying when you've got a, a guy that can sling it like Mahomes, it's that ball gets in there quick. And if Hill doesn't have to break stride, then it's game over. It's, yeah, it's, he's gone. That, that Mahomes we, sling, I had a trouser accident then. <laughs> I really did. Because how he threw it, he threw it and he, he had a bit of a flick on the end of the, his bit wrist. Of a side well. arm as oh, he's about to get beautiful. hit. And. He still gets it in there so fast. It was, it's such a good throw, but as I say, and Hill doesn't have to break stride, and that that's the key thing on that. So if Hill has to slow, if it's a little bit behind him or mm. you know a little bit high, and Hill has to break his stride, then that's probably not a touchdown. But he's somehow under that pressure, and with that arm action, just put it in a perfect spot. Yeah, and Hill's just caught it on the run and gone. It was on the money, wasn't it? Money, Mahomes. <laughs> That's the thing with Tariq Hill, like he's so much more than a speedster. Like mm. when he came into the league, it was all his speed, this speed, that, and, and they still obviously going to talk about his speed when he's got the nickname the Cheetah. It's going to be the first thing you talk about with him. But him, Tariq Hill, the football player, has come on leaps and bounds in the last two seasons. Um, his ball skills are phenomenal now. Like that one catch he made when he went was it a left-handed one hand one hander? Oh and, yeah, and then ended up flipping himself and landing on his head and shoulders um, there was a sneaky advert in there um, <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about doing ad reads didn't we so we've just done mm. our, our first ad read um, but yeah he's he's just got an ability to make plays re- even not solely relying on his speed he can catch pretty much any ball that comes his way I remember a, a ball that he got thrown which didn't count last year I think it was against the Dolphins when yeah. he made a a, a, a toe tap catch which somehow wasn't reversed and given as a touchdown the guy's just on fire at the moment and for me I feel like he honestly is the most no he's not the most explosive player in the league but I genuinely think he's probably the most feared non-QB offensive player in the league at the moment I think you're right he's still got two years on his rookie contract as well yeah I know Lovely, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, from the people I've been speaking to on Facebook and Twitter and everything like that of various teams, there's a lot of them have actually said he really scares us. He, you know, from even from like punt returns, all that kind of thing. I mean, that punt return, as soon as he got it and he went, he went. You know, he had all that room to just wheel left and go for it. Um, you knew it was gonna it was gonna be a touchdown all day, and he has that fear factor, doesn't he? Because you've got the punters trying to pin him in the corners and you know keep it out of his hands kind of thing and yeah I mean if you've got that and you've got his his receiving threat as well he's, 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 he's a full package isn't he the thing is as well it's like you can't just put your best corner on him and say okay you've because of how they line him up and how they move him about all over the field it's impossible to say right that one guy can cover him all the time as well because they'll line him up in the backfield or they'll run him on a jet sweep and things like that and it's you know it's impossible to track a guy all over the field you can't say to a guy like you know go back to the Redskins but you can't say to a guy like Josh Norman you follow him him everywhere because mm-hmm. you can't line him up all over the field to defend him like that yeah and there was a lot of pre-snap movement from Hill yesterday there was a lot of a lot of motion running around the back of both the backs and 
and Mahomes, like that must have been really confusing for any defender. You going back to the the one cornerback to deal with him, Casey Hayward's now had had two tries at him in the last twelve months, and Casey Hayward is regarded as one of the best corners in the league. And Tyreek Hill plays him like he's not even there. Like I don't know how you defend him. You you need to play one shallow and one high, and then hope that he doesn't get uh, beyond yeah, you. <laughs> leave Kelsey cool. free over the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just it's an embarrassment of riches at the moment. Like Sammy Watkins and Kelsey combined for twenty seven yards receiving yesterday, but the Chiefs still put up thirty eight points. Yeah. What I happens say, when they all have a game together? But I think that's the thing about this offense is like you can clearly tell they had a, a game plan for Kelsey, certainly, I think yesterday. Um but you do that, you've still got everyone else all over the field and you see even a guy like De'Anthony Thomas will, will have his touches and Spencer Ware will have a few plays like that. And then obviously Anthony Sherman on the the, the little wheel route. I can't um, believe Sausage got one. I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I, had to, hey, I had to look twice. wheels as well, man. Like, that was a surprise. Like, I didn't, yeah. didn't think I'd ever see Sherman well, beating someone did, for pace down the down the sideline. Did, did you not <laughs> it's see... ridiculous, isn't it? It really <laughs> Did you not see him on the set on the second touchdown? So it was the, it was the first drive, really, you know, that where Mahomes um, uh, slung it towards mm. Terry Hill, and the person was trying to catch up to him. I'm sure that was Sherman. <laughs> well, just running down he the was trying line. to keep up with Terry Hill. Just watch it back. <laughs> it's so hilarious. It's really funny. Uh, I thought what else was funny was the um, the Chiefs. The fact that they used the same. Uh, goal line play for touchdowns um, just give them to different receivers the first one was hilarious because like as soon as the Anthony Thomas had the ball in his hands 10 Chargers defenders just just give up because the play design was that good Kelsey did did Kelsey Kelsey stood there blocking nobody and then you had 10 defenders who were just like oh well that's done and then the second one was even better because the little toss to Tariq Hill was so hidden well hidden very well rather that I didn't have a clue Tyreek Hill had the ball. Yeah. <laughs> he was just standing there in the end zone doing a backflip. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't you, have a clue. You've picked something up there because um, Mahomes did that quite a bit where there was this kind of, um, yeah, like kind of like a, a cover play, kind of like a, a ghost in motions and things like that. Shuffle pass, yeah. Basically. Yeah, but it looked as though he had the ball or it might have been Hunt had the ball or it might have been Tyreek, Tyreek had the ball. And even the cameraman was moving where he yeah. thought the ball was and it was totally not, not there. And he did that. Not just one time; it was multiple occasions how he was managing not only to dupe the defense but also the actual cameraman. Yeah, but I, I think that's another thing you'll notice about Reed. Obviously, like last year, there was definitely more spread stuff in the playbook and more college offense yeah. type plays, and that's what we saw yesterday again. Like these little shuffle passes, these misdirection plays, trying to get guys out on the edge. You know. A lot of that has been around in college football for a few years, and it seems like I'd, I'd say definitely the more successful offensive teams recently have started to embrace these college concepts an awful lot more. You know, look at the you know the the Eagles last year; they were doing similar, and it's no surprise that you know it's a ex coach under Reed and. Look at Chicago last night with some of the stuff that they ran against mm-hmm. Green Bay. I know they didn't win in the end, but you know, on the road at Green Bay in the first game, and they were there until the very end of the game. Um, you know, you think the future is probably bright for them as well. And yeah, it seems to be like a lot of these coaches 
bringing these ideas in and just trying to sort of catch out the defences a lot more than previous. Mm -hmm. I was going to mention as well the um, the disappearance of Kelsey and Hunt, really, because they didn't really have a good game. But as you mentioned before, it doesn't matter now if they don't have a good game because we've got so many weapons that are available that can do you know the damage whilst they're being uh, preoccupied. Well, you know, whilst the the opposition's defense is getting occupied by Kelsey and Hunt. It's it, it's it's such an unusual situation to be in, isn't it, as a Chiefs fan at this moment? Yeah, really? but I mean, the thing is, Hunt, you know, if if Hunt takes a couple of those, you know, shuffle passes from one yard line, their their run plays instead. Suddenly, Hunt has a couple of TDs, and nobody mentions if he has a bad game. Um, so yeah, it's just little things. I think you're going to see Mahomes spread the ball around a lot. Mm -hmm. kind of similar to what Smith did um, obviously Hill's the number one guy just because but other than that I think you're going to see guys who will have their fair share of quiet games probably but then every now and again they'll just explode and have a big game because yeah. teams will try and shut somebody else down and they'll, yeah. they'll get their, their touches This is not a representation of their talent either and their contribution this is just going to be a good football team that's going to share the ball around and as long as they're winning games I uh, they mentioned it on commentary quite a lot yesterday because they, they were highlighting Kelsey specifically that even if they do or as, even if they don't get the touches as long as they're winning they're going to be okay oh, yeah. they are going to be okay obviously if it turns um, turns out that the Chiefs are starting to fall apart and then they're not getting their field then you're probably going to get some frustration sneaking in but as Dave pointed out, Kelsey will have a monster game sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. He'll have multiple monster games. He'll have quiet games. We'll have games where we completely rely on the run game and it'll just be Hunt and Spencer where killing a team. Even Sammy Watkins is going to have games that lights up, yeah. where it lights the defense up. It's going to happen for them all. They just need to be patient. And yesterday it was Hill's turn. Sunday against the Steelers, we might run all over them. We'll just have to wait and see. Horses for courses, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, we've given the offense some love. Let's I talk about that. the defense. Um, Houston, I didn't really see. I didn't even know she was on the field, to be honest. Um, D. Ford was one of my top picks. I thought he did exceptionally well. He even got a sack as well, which was a really good sack. Um, but he, it wasn't just the sack that, that did it for me with D. Ford. It was. It was. He was always bearing down on 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 Rivers. He was getting away from um, the tackle and everything. And it, it just looked like. A first round pick, all of a sudden, and I don't. It's it's strange because, isn't it his contract year now? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got his, op <laughs> his option year this year. So. Yeah, exactly. So you know, he's it's it's all of a sudden a bit of a coincidence that he's uh, yeah, suddenly I, I coming out. I think you're being a little little harsh on Houston though. I thought he generated a lot of pressure without getting a sack yesterday. I, yeah, I haven't seen, haven't seen the stats on the quarterback pressures or hurries and hits, but. It certainly looked like Houston was hurrying uh, Rivers a fair amount. I think I thought both of them were collapsing the pocket pretty well mm -hmm. yesterday. I'm I'm more worried about the back end than I am, yeah. You know, up front. Um, I think you know Scandrick looked dreadful yesterday. Absolutely yeah. dreadful. Um, I'm hoping Ward can get up to speed sooner rather than later because I honestly don't think it can be any worse than 
Orlando Skandrick was yesterday. Yeah. Um, I thought Fuller played pretty well for the most part, outside of a couple of plays. But Keenan Allen was, was pretty solid, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, he, he's always, he always is, though, isn't he? He's one of the best receivers in the NFL when yeah. healthy. So he's he's gonna have, you know, plays. You kind of just have to limit him. Um, and Nelson, I thought, played pretty decently. Um, yeah, but as I say, the the big thing for me is that that other cornerback spot is just um, Scandrick because he he looks dreadful. Yeah. So so what do they what do the Chiefs do now then? Do, I mean, do they stick with what they've got or do they see what what happens with this uh, Rashad Breland I, issue? I, I think they see what happens with Eric Berry first. Yeah. And his fitness. Like Ron Parker come in and had a good game yesterday. I was about um, to mention him, yeah, he, he it, did all it right. Looked, didn't he? It looked like he come in and he'd never left at all, to be honest. He just yeah. picked up he actually picked up from where he left in the two thousand and sixteen season. Not um because last year he wasn't the greatest, but in previous years he has been good. I think um Eric Berry and they see where they are of him because they might have to spend some money on on a on a safety, but Bashar Breland is we've mentioned him but well, this must be like the fifth podcast now we've mentioned Bashar Breland. Um <laughs> I think after yesterday the Chiefs would want to make another play on him, but it obviously depends on his fitness. The fact he hasn't signed for anyone at the moment tells me that he's not actually ready to go yet, or he's sitting there waiting for a team to get really desperate, so maybe we might be the we might be the answer for him. Um but overall I we knew that the secondary was going to give up points. We knew the defense was going to get up points. It was going to be a shootout. Um, there are going to be games where it costs us, mm-hmm. but I think there was a lot of positives from the defense as well. The run D looked a lot better. Melvin Gordon's one of the better player running backs in the league. Yeah. You know, Dave is especially high on Melvin Melvin Gordon, and I think we did a, a nice job on him. And as we mentioned earlier, Keenan Allen is going to get his share, and Philip Rivers did have a really good game. Yeah, oh, I do. He played brilliantly. And he is. I, I'm not. I'm probably a Hall of Famer, possibly a Hall of Famer. Um, so he's going to get his fill, and he looks like he's still an elite quarterback. So he always starts the season it. hot as well. Yeah. He's, uh, he's usually the back end of the season is when he tails off. Usually when the weather gets a bit colder. Mm. But um, yeah, he always starts the season hot. I remember the last time we played them, and I asked, uh, "Is is the Rivers project over with?" And after watching that game. Uh, I I just thought no, he's still got a lot to give as as Rivers, and mm. he was really let down by his receivers. Um, mm. I, I can only be honest about that because um, there was I think it was one play was it Benjamin? We went straight through his arms. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even go into anywhere near his hands. Mm. Um, but I think he was more preoccupied about uh, getting away from his runner. Um, yeah, it was just I, yeah, Rivers was let down, and I, th- I think. It could have been a lot closer game if uh, the receivers were on song, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you mentioned in Ron Parker that interception. He read that all day long, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, one of the um, few poor decisions Rivers actually made. Um, yeah, thrown into coverage like that, but that's not taking anything away from Ron Parker, who made an excellent catch and a brilliant break on the ball to get the pick at a time where we needed it as well. The two turnovers come at crucial times, um, just as it looked like the Chargers might be getting back into the game yeah. and building some momentum the, you obviously got that interception and you've got the, the muff punt and which was an excellent play by Anthony Thomas as well and showing his worth and special teams as well as a, as a runner and a receiver so yeah um, the, the Chiefs are like that though they tend to get turnovers 
at the right time. They 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 always have been since Andy Andy Rika and Bob Sutton have been in town. Same with Dave too. But whenever the chips are down, it just always seems like they're capable of a game changing play. Play, and yeah. ultimately that was those two turnovers that were the difference. Yeah. Well, we've got some questions on the Facebook page. Um, Paul Hubert is uh, he asks is Eric Berry done? And how bad is our defence really? Um, we've answered the defence question, but is Eric Berry, is, is he going to be out longer, do you think? Is there something a bit underlying with Eric Berry at the moment? At the moment? How long's a piece of string? <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, in all honesty, if, they, if he suited up yesterday and played. Um, yeah. And they were just playing it cool with him. He might be one of these players that doesn't practice and plays games. He might be months away. I, I genuinely do not know with Eric Berry um, do you think they're actually saving him for the tough games No, maybe the Steelers game but, and then just put um, him out again I, I, I think they expect him to be back sooner rather than later because otherwise you know he's on the PUP list or mm-hmm. designated out there, IR well, yeah. to return yeah and he's not flying out and coming with the team if you know if there's anything major going on there so I think they expect him to have him back sooner rather than later. But, yeah, um, you know, there's no point to risk it at this point. I'd rather have him fit and healthy at the end of the year than for, you know, two or three games and then he's done for the rest of the year. So, yeah. we'll we'll see on that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm calling it a, a night there. You're calling it a night? Oh, yeah, well, it's uh, nice to have you on, mate. It's been nice having you. All right, bud. Thursday, hopefully you're well enough then, mate. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> uh, right, Tom, we've got another question from uh, Neil Swift. Are we, are we just going to ignore the fact that Dave's just gone off to shit himself? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like he didn't want to be more than like five foot away from the toilet at any any point. And Bless him. He's just gone running off, like holding his bum, like run <laughs> legs together, and then he's going to get into the toilet. I'm sorry. <laughs> are, we st- are we still recording? <laughs> yeah, we're still recording. Maybe it's his uh, diet. Maybe it's all the Pringles he's been eating or something. Maybe, might have <laughs> yeah. had a bad batch or something. <laughs> we'll have to try and get him a lifetime supply of Pringles somehow. Yeah, or bog roll. Oh, bog roll. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bless him. Hope you get well soon, mate. Um, yeah, Neil Swift's asked, uh, is Orlando Scandrick the worst of a pretty bad group of corners? Um, we have been unfortunate enough to endure recently. I think yeah. I think if I'm answering that, I, th- I like Nelson. I've always liked Nelson. And I do like Fuller. But mm. yeah, I think Scandrick's probably one of those that... He's, he's a stand-in. And, and I only seen him as a stand-in at the moment. And yeah. That's all you can take from it, really. He's 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 just there to do a job. He's he's only going to get it for the year, I think. Um, I would be shocked if he's starting games in October. Yeah, I think the Chiefs will sort out that position sooner rather than later. Yeah, depending on Eric Berry, as I said earlier. But then again, we've also said he's he's only just coming to the team. This is what his yeah. second, third game, right. something like that. But he's uh, also he's also like a nine, ten year vet. It's not like he's new to playing the sport is it he's he's no. ex- 
the not the the older veterans when they come into a team are expected to pick things up quickly are expected to be able to play they're supposed to have been there done it yes what you're paying them for is for their experience and i think he probably has the experience i just i wonder whether he's got the legs yeah and in a defense where you're expected to come up and play up in a, in a wide receiver's face uh, it doesn't take a lot to beat him look at Keenan Allen the way that Keenan Allen just blew past him yesterday for, for his touchdown it was like he wasn't even there okay he might have been expecting help over the top but even so he just wasn't within 10 yards of Keenan Allen when he caught the ball he's, he's just I, I like the guy because from what I've seen from him before yeah. and I think he offers something in terms of a veteran presence but as a starting corner I don't know if I, I want him to be the, the option going into the back end of the season yeah uh, we've got one final question from uh, Clive McThorpe uh, Hitchens have we finally got a chief who can tackle <laughs> uh, he's, he's done alright hasn't he he's done alright there um, I think Dave alluded to it before about the, the run D uh, it seemed to do okay and it, it's only going to get better that as they get their communication going uh, Hitchens and Raglan um, so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm quite impressed with Hitchens I've, I've been impressed with him even through preseason, yeah, he had, a, um, he had a quiet first half, but then second half he kind of took over a little bit. He did, yeah. yeah. I, I can't, I don't know the tackling stats, but it, I, I imagine it was close to fifteen tackles that that he had. He seemed to be at the end of everything. Obviously, it helps when they the Chargers are chasing the game. Everything was staying in the middle of the field is what the Chiefs' defense wanted them to do. So obviously, mm-hmm. that was coming into his area, but. Um, he didn't miss any tackles from what I can remember so yeah. I, I, I like the signing it's, it's a worth, worthy investment for $9 million if he's going to make every single tackle that's asked asked of him because DJ was an excellent tackle, tackler but then kind of lost it a little bit in his last two years so it looks mm-hmm. like a good stand-in for DJ for sure Yeah, and he also asked as well when will we get to see Armani Watts because he had a really good preseason. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Armani Watts no? time soon no because you think about it right he didn't play yesterday okay he played special teams but he didn't play yesterday when Eric Berry wasn't there and if Eric Berry comes back in then you obviously relegate and one of Murray or Parker mm. then you've got Daniel Sorensen to come back into the fold at one point as well I just can't see any room for Armani Watts at the moment to get reps in a regular season game yeah. uh, he might get he might get reps if we manage to get up in some games and like like up 30 points like the for example like the Ravens did yesterday he might start seeing reps then but I think he's a project which we're used to now in Kansas City especially with defensive players and his time will come but not this year certainly not the first half of the season yeah I've got a question actually for you how frustrating is prevent defense (laughs) when you're watching it and you're like they're gonna claw it back. They're gonna crawl back into this game. Just, just shut it down, or do do what you were doing before. It was working. It happens so many times with Bob Sutton, but you can understand why he does it as well. Because you know you you want to be eating that clock up, don't you? And you know as long as the ball's still on the field and in play, that kind of thing. You, you that's what you're doing. You're eating the clock up. So, but it's just frustrating that we're getting to the point where. We're giving away like a couple of easy touchdowns towards the end of the game, and then it's like it's within one score. Mm. I feel like they're playing the percentages and yeah. trying to play the clock because if you play an aggressive defense and then all of a sudden Philip Rivers does hit Travis Benjamin for seventy yards, and that's that's fifteen seconds, and they've got a touchdown. Yeah, 
that gives them a lot more. Like I feel like what the defense is saying is we're going to allow you to get the touchdown. Yeah. But if you're going to make this touchdown, we want you to eat up four or five minutes of the clock. Yeah. And then we're, we're going to slow tr- you down as much as we can. Yeah. Exactly. And then we're going to trust our special teams, which is the best in the league, and our offense, which is arguably the best in the league, to not turn the ball over. Yeah. And that's what it works for the Chiefs. It's happened year in, year out under Andy Reid. The problem has been is when the offense hasn't managed to pull through mm. and managed to put points on the board. The, the defense has kind of suffered for it or managed to get that crucial first down. And it has happened on occasions, the Colts game and obviously the Titans game last year. They're the two obvious ones because they were playoff losses. But the amount of regular season games where we've seen the Chiefs be up two or three scores but ended up only winning by 10 or less points is because they have played this prevent defense and basically trying to trust the special teams and the offense not to turn the ball over and to get a first down when needed, which most of the time they do. I don't mind the tactic. It's horrible to watch. It is horrible. It feels like the last 10 minutes of a game are taking forever. And it's nice to be able to sit down and relax whilst watching a game. Sometimes you just want to say, you know, just keep your foot on the pedal, go after them, go sack rivers, make get them, make them take all four downs and get four and out or whatever. But it's just not the way it works yeah. with the Chiefs, and it's something we're going to have to get used to in these shootouts. I reckon. The thing is, though, with Bob Sutton, it just really does prevent defense just too early. It's almost too early, and I'm like, what are you doing? It's, you know, there's like ten minutes of the game of the fourth, you know, in the fourth mm. quarter left, and you're like, "What are you doing? You're starting the prevent now." Yeah. Um. And yeah, okay, we had a big lead. It was what 30, 31 or thirty eight points. Um, we were not up, but it was like thirty one fourteen or something daft like yeah. that. And then he started the prevent. And I was like, "What are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? Stop it!" And you just get that unnerving feeling, don't you? The the nail biting part of you just thinking please don't do this again Chiefs please don't do this again Um, you've got to remember the defence would have been tired as well they were on the field a lot yesterday like Neil Neil, one of our writers put a small article out today about time of possession and that's one thing that the Chiefs defence are going to have to suffer this year if if the Chiefs are going to be an explosive offence score from anywhere offence it means the defence are going to see the field a lot so maybe the the prevent defence was made it a bit easier on the guys okay it meant they were on the field longer but it meant also that every play was maybe wasn't as intense as normal because it was a case of sitting back in zones mm. coming to your zone tackling a little bit easier for for the defense maybe that was in their thinking um i'm not too sure i'm hoping that the chiefs will be in positions where they don't have to play a prevent defense they can get 20 25 points up and just maybe just sit around and chill out pull up a seat have a cup of tea and just you know enjoy life yeah like we wanted to yesterday yeah, exactly. We've enjoyed the uh, the morning after anyway. <laughs> oh, do, do you know what? This, this morning was hard work. Yeah. Like, I'm I, obviously a year older now, and now I'm a father of two. Um, getting up this morning was much harder than I, it was 10 years ago. Was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like 10 years ago, I would be able to watch a game till 4.30, then go to work at 7, and it'd be easy. Now it's got to the point where I'm like, it gets to half eight, and I'm like, no, I can't put on a film because it's too long. (laughs) It gets to the point where you can't even watch a a Peppa Pig because it's too long. (laughs) That'll be the next thing. (laughs) I can't stay up past ten tonight. Like, I I hate the fact there's hardly any ninety minute films these days. Yeah, 
because you get to like a half eight, nine o'clock, you just like, right, let's put on a film. But all films are like two and a half hours long. Why? Yeah, well, Why? we watched Infinity War in, in we had a an intermission. Yeah. Because <laughs> we watched it, watched half of it one night and watched half of it the next night. Yeah, me, me, and, me and the missus have got Deadpool to finish from Saturday night. We started watching Deadpool 2. Yeah. And it got to like 10 o'clock. And there's still half an hour left, and we were like, oh, I can't do this. We need to finish watching this another day. <laughs> Welcome to fatherhood. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> but the thing is, I know that so many people are listening to this and relating to it. Yeah. This is exactly what they go through every single night. Have kids, they said. It'll be fun, they said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how I'm going to cope with the 130 games. I don't think I'm going to be able to watch them. Well, the Broncos games, the the first one is it the one twenty. Oh God! Uh, we've got we've got two games in the next couple of weeks where we've got six o'clock games, so that's yeah. good. That's good. But then you've got to try and factor in bath times, feed times, <laughs> <laughs> but tucking them up in bed, having a story, all that kind of yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, you'll have that problem as well. The six o'clock games, you think, oh yeah, great, I can watch the full game and not be worried about sleep, you know, but. Yeah, you have to. You'll be watching the game on your iPad, and you'll be running around the house trying to chase the kids and put them back into bed. Um, we, we, we finished the story at the next timeout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, a brief intermission. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say as well, uh, we had the draw for the uh, Kareem Hunt mini helmet, which mm-hmm. um, is is still sat in my attic at the minute. But we do have a winner from it. Um, congratulations to John Bidwell. I'm saying that right. Bidwell, Bidwell. He's one of our gold members who won himself the signed Kareem Hunt mini helmet. It's beauty, mate. It really is. You'll really enjoy that. Uh, not only that, but uh, we had uh, Jan Nicholas and Dave Christine. Christie? Dave Christie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Dave Christine. Um, they've actually won a Chiefs t shirt each. As well, and that was a last-minute thing from uh, from Tommy. Just said, "Ah, let's just—it's first game of the season. Come on, let's just throw a couple more more prizes in there." Um, so yeah, they've got themselves a nice Chiefs T-shirt from—is uh, it the NFL uh, Europe shop? Yeah, but yeah, I'll have a look yeah. and see what's on there. Yeah, that's nice. I'm, I'm like one of them myself, to be honest. Um, can you get me one? No, there's enough money in the kitty. <laughs> I'll tell you what though there's enough money in the kit there's going to be a lot more prizes to give away yeah um, obviously we've advertised the ones that we've got the big prizes but we are going to be giving away so much over the next few months so although there's been one draw don't be discouraged to sign up because there is going to be so many prize draws I think we're probably going to do the next one in what three weeks time yeah and there's going to be at least two or three prizes on that draw as well so we're going to keep throwing prizes out and we might even do spontaneous ones and we might do one in the middle of a game one day yeah. We're just going to keep doing it. So, yeah, head to the website, www.arrowheadsabroad.com forward slash membership and sign up. And then, um, yeah, we'll send you a welcome pack out. We'll give you a membership number. And then you'll be entered into all the draws where you might win a lovely prize. Yeah. So, congratulations to all three of those uh, winners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When's the next one, Tom? Did you say about three weeks? Yeah, three or four weeks. Broncos game or after that? Well, it's not going to be the Broncos game because. Um, I'm Nobody will be up then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll let you all know anyway, won't yeah. we? We'll let you all know TBA. either way. TBA, TBA. All uh, right. So that's it for this week's Arrowheads Abroad podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show again. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes so you don't miss a thing. So from one kingdom to another.
Oh yeah, it's me. We'll yeah, it's you. you. <laughs> we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs> Amateur. <laughs>